It's surprising in my surroundings I'm finding the quietest estates these days This representation of storm brewing Amazed that the focus remains The vocal focal point of my change Alright, we are here for episode 2 Mind, Body, and Soul We got Tommy Runs, Matt Chittam here on the Rambling Runner podcast And not only that, we're over over On the YouTube channel as well The Rambling Runner YouTube channel Because we're talking shoes And as I was just telling Tommy I am dedicated for the rest of the year Starting a month ago one video a week on the YouTube channel for shoe review purposes. And we're going to be doing a lot of shoe talk today. We're going to end with Vegan Corner. Tommy is vegan. We got to put the mind, body, and soul in there. We got the soul with the shoes. Got a little mind, body, too, as well. So we'll put Vegan Corner at the end. We won't include that in the YouTube video part, okay, just for our podcast listeners. Tommy, do you want to introduce what we're doing today? Yeah. Well, no. First, I want to say that I'm happy and proud of you that you're doing you know, like that you're posting a video to YouTube. You know, I like that. I like that. I want to see your face more often in the YouTube stream. I told you, I have I have a face for radio, so I don't Man. know. But the podcast was where I was <laughs> where I was doing well. I think this is why I have a lot more podcast downloads than YouTube <laughs> subscribers. No, they just don't know that you. Once they find out that you're there, it's gonna be you're gonna be beating them off with a stick. That'll be the first time I've beaten off anybody with a stick. Except <laughs> <laughs> for creditors. Yeah. Uh, there will be there was no one else who's been beaten off Matt Chittum with a stick. Creditors um, but, are intense, you know? But yeah, yeah so t- t- today we're talking about two overrated sho- uh, two underrated shoes and then one overrated shoe. Um I know that we're both very excited about the the underrated one. So how about we start there and then we end at overrated on a high note, right? Mm-hmm. And I want you to go first, though, because, you know, I feel like you're going to start it off on a, on, on a good foot. I like that. I like that wordplay. I will say also, we, we were talking about this before. We should have recorded it, but we'll just say it now. There are, everyone's shoe preferences are different, mm-hmm. right? So there's, there is that element. So obviously what I like, someone else may not like, but part of what I put into this was thinking, okay, beyond my own personal preferences, and obviously like for the underrated shoes, I do like them. And for the overrated shoe, I'm not a fan of it, but I also try to say, all right, what was the point of the shoe and did the brand do a good job of maintaining that, right? And I think that that's kind of the part, and especially for my overrated shoe, it's a legacy shoe. So you kind of know what to expect. You know what the brief is for the shoe. Were they able to hit it? And um, so that's kind of, so beyond personal preference, I tried to take into account the role, the, basically the purpose of the shoe in and of itself. Okay, so I will also say part of this for underrated, overrated is how is it doing in the marketplace, right? Like if it's killing it in the marketplace, it can't be underrated. That's kind of the part. That's kind of what we're talking True. about. Okay, True. so True. like you can't be like underrated. Nike Vaporfly. Vaporfly is <laughs> like, the no, it's best. Great, but it's not it's underrated. A, no one's talking about this shoe. You know, like yeah. You when gotta, is someone going to talk about the Pegasus? When I just don't understand how they're missing it. I feel like they should have thirty something iterations by now. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So I will say my number one underrated shoe, the shoe that I cannot stop wearing. I can't wait to review it next week. You just saw a glimpse of it at the bottom of the screen, and here it is. It is the Skechers. Ride 10. This baby is absolutely, it's it's everything for me, this shoe. So if you're not familiar with the Skechers Ride series, which most people are not, this has traditionally been their daily trainer. They put out a lot of different iterations of this shoe. A couple of years ago, it really landed well with uh, with one in particular YouTube reviewer, 
Jameson Michael, who absolutely loved the Skechers Ride 8, I think it was. It was his like favorite daily trainer of the year. He absolutely loved it. And I didn't try that shoe, but I did have some friends who did try it. And they just said it was, it was on the firmer side, but it was a quality shoe. Nothing amazing, but they liked it. So I was, I've been wanting to try these shoes for a while. So the idea is it's a daily trainer from Skechers um, with everything that you'd expect from a daily trainer, right? So something that can run a couple of different kinds of paces, something that's pretty comfortable, but still lightweight, which is, can be a tough needle to thread and something that's going to be durable, right? Those are the three hallmarks of a daily trainer. And this shoe does it all right from a durability perspective you never quite know with the fabric but you know sketches does put out some pretty good fabrics and some not so good ones so you if you buy a lot of sketches you can kind of tell which ones have a little bit more durability this one definitely does the outsole is that goodyear rubber with just the right amount of coverage as you can see here you got a cutout in the heel and midfoot you got these little pods not pods like the max road five which was a little bit more um kind of elevated and depressed okay this is a little bit different from that the biggest issue for me with Skechers is you never know what kind of hyperburst you're going to get. There are some hyperburst models like the Razor XS, which is pretty firm. There are other ones like the Razor Plus or the Razor 3 that was the exact opposite. So I never knew what to expect. And so Max Road 5 comes out. It was on the firmer side, but if you're punching it, it does have that nice give. I did like it a lot. It has a big rocker. This hyperburst model, again, just put an exponent on there. Hyperburst 2. Super soft. Hyperburst 10, firm. Stop making us guess. Anyway, this, the firmness of this shoe, um, uh, over on Seth, uh, Seth James Demore's um, YouTube channel, he did a durometer test on this sucker, and it was a 38. To put that in perspective, from a softness perspective, not from a rebound, but just a general softness, putting your thumb in it or just kind of walking around, that's the exact same softness for the Alpha Fly Zoom X. Mm. Okay? Love now, it doesn't have the rebound of that shoe. But from yeah, a softness yeah. perspective, that's the kind of softness we're talking about. This shoe is buttery soft. It's kind of similar to the Rebel V2 in terms of softness, but it doesn't bottom out, which is huge. Uh, we have that kind of softness. We're going to talk about a soft shoe that is my overrated pile that the softness is, is a problem because it you, you bottom out so quickly in it. This shoe, you do not at all. It has this kind of arch fit feeling. Um, it's not rocker necessarily. It kind of like fits your arch a little bit. It kind of hugs it. So some shoes have a flat landing zone. Other ones have that high arch. This one really molds to the arch in a unique way. I have a mid, I have a medium to narrow foot. The lockdown was really good. It's, un, it's under eight ounces. It's super light. It's not the most responsive shoe. Again, it's super soft and it's not a super shoe, which means it's not going to be super duper responsive because if it was, it would be a super shoe. It's not that, but it's so soft and it's so light that you can still pick up the pace. The grip on here, I'll show it again for my YouTube friends. You can see the lugs there. They're not, it's not a trail shoe, but if you're running on dirt roads or light trails or towpath, this is going to be great for that. Overall, it checks every single box. I love lightweight shoes. I absolutely love them. I'm a midfoot forefoot striker, and this shoe does it all for me. I cannot wait to put more miles in the shoe, and I'm going to be sad when I can't put as, as many more miles in it because I'm going to be reviewing other shoes. And that's how I feel about this. The Skechers Ride 10, the most underrated shoe for me in 2022. Man, 
Can I get a round of applause for that one? That was good. I mean, sketches. I've been, I've been going through that uh, that uh, that monologue in my head. I think ever since I put my first three miles in this shoe. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna be talking about this shoe. Um, but Sketchers just in general is an underrated company in the space. I mean, they they've made some leaps and bounds, and they're making some really quality um, shoes. And they all seem to be very lightweight. So if you do like a lightweight trainer or lightweight anything. Skechers is a good place to start, and they're very, they're fairly durable. Like those are obviously pretty durable. Um, some of the razors are a little iffy on the dur- on the durability side, but if you're not looking to rack up 300 miles on a shoe per se, uh, and you just want a nice lightweight, quick trainer that you can do some easy runs in, Skechers has so many of those. I agree. The Max Road Five was a great long run shoe for me. Yep. It was a little on the firmer side, but it still worked for me. And side note, side note, did you like the uh did you like the Razor XS? I do. I do like the Razor XS. Okay. Um it's it's definitely firm. For me as a daily trainer, I think it can cap out at like six miles ish, right? I, I wouldn't want to do a ton of long runs in that shoe. I think it works really well as a speed session shoe, uh, especially if say you're somebody who just wants one shoe for the whole workout, like in the warm-up. And then you do your workout and then you jog home and you're not changing shoes because you're doing it on the run and, and you're not driving to a track. I think it's a really good shoe for that um, for that situation. I've worn that many times. I put over 100 miles in the Razor XS. And I think it, it definitely serves a great purpose if you if you want a racer that but you don't but you want to you want a lightweight racer, but you want it on the cheap or you just you want some some. Um, some stiffness, but you don't want a plate because it doesn't work with your calves. I think it's a really good 5K, 10K shoe. Um, and I put it on the track and I could just fly on the track because that's the nice thing about the track is it's it has that give. So the firmness doesn't matter as much and it, it could really kick. That's funny because I've I've done like not not a, a traditional trail, trail, but like a rail trail type of situation where it's like kind of gravel dirt a little bit. I've worn them on that surface and they're just amazing because like it just they work together really well. Um, so whenever I'm going on a softer surface, I'll, I'll reach for those. Yeah, it's almost like having like a dual density midsole. Yeah. Yep, you get the exactly. harder one, then you get the softer one, and you could just fly. I haven't tried the Razor XS2. Do you know if it's firmer or less firm than the first one, or is it the same? Well, so for me, the the Razor the Razor XS, the first one, I wasn't. It was a little more firm than like a Razor the Razor Three. Um, oh, way but I firmer. Yeah, yeah. I did, but Razor I didn't feel 3 like it was, was like springy. Yeah, it was almost too spring. It was almost too springy. You could bottom out a little bit in those, um, and the durability wasn't up to par. I don't. I don't feel like. Um, but the the. That was the second one. Yeah, the second Razor XS is supposed to be a little more, um, uh, not it's, it's about it's supposed to be about the same, but it has a little more give to it. Like, so it's still firm ish, but it's supposed to have a little more give, a little more spring to it, a little more structure too, because though that Razor XS is a little flimsy up top, uh, they changed the upper a little bit, so it should be a little bit better for a lockdown too. And if people are wondering what it looks like, it's actually over the top of oh, other way, other way. Yep. No, this oh this is no this there is it right is. here. There this it is. is. This is the Razor XS two. Yes. Okay. I was looking and at the this, Razor XS one. This is the Razor XS one. Yeah. Do you want me to get him? No, that's no. right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Unless it's gonna be one of your picks. Is it one of your picks? No, it's not one of my picks. No, it's not, okay, not well, one of my picks. Okay. Let's get to so, one of your picks. All right. So my pick, we're gonna go with the Asics Gel Nimbus Light three as underrated. All right. Tell me why. So well, number one. So this shoe is. Okay, so first I wore. I'll start with this. First, I wore the Gel Nimbus Twenty Four because I didn't. I, I didn't have any of the legacies for either one of these, before, you know, prior to. So I wore that one 
kind of liked it a little bit. I uh, didn't put a bunch of miles on it, but then when I got my hands on these, I started racking up miles in them. Um, and this well, number one, because I love this gusseted tongue feeling to it. Like I love when I put my foot in a shoe and it, the shoe immediately hugs it, not too tight, not too, not too loose. It's just kind of perfect. And you don't have to do too much, you know, kind of finagling with the, with the laces just to get a good lockdown on the shoe. So the upper fits absolutely perfect. Um, and that's just, that's a big thing for me. I want to put on a shoe and feel comfortable kind of right away. I don't want to have to like work through it and figure it out, especially for a trainer like this. Uh, but the midsole on these to me is just so nice. And it's like it, they're kind of firm, but they have some nice bounce to it. Um, so it's one of those shoes where, like you said, you can it's very versatile. You can go on an easy run. You can go on a long run with these because the, that midsole really holds up. Um, but then you can also say if you want to throw some strides at the end of a run, they're light enough and poppy enough to make that happen. Um, there is a lot of like there's a lot of outsole here. I mean, there's got some some pretty good grip to it, but it it somehow ends up being somewhat of a, a lighter shoe in it when it comes to like trainers. You know, sometimes you're looking at these type of trainers that feel like this. You're looking at something that's going to be like, you know, 10 ounces or more or something like that. But these I think these are right around 10, but the way that the, the way that it hugs your foot just feels pretty, you know, pretty solid. Um, everything about this shoe, I mean, obviously it looks good too. And I'm very big on looks as one day you will find out that if a shoe looks good to me, I'll at least try it on. And it kind of, if you look good, you feel good, you run good. Um, but this shoe That's is why just, I've never run well. So you got to find the right shoes that look good, man. You <laughs> just just, just in general, oh, just, just in, in general, general <laughs> not looking good. That's why it's always been a handicap of mine. But no, so for, yeah, for me, this is just one of those, one of those all around, it can do everything. The midsole is, it's, it's, it's not one of those, you're not going to bottom out in these because they are firm enough for that. And they do have enough pop though. So it's like right in that middle of the road. It's, I'm not going to say it's going to be like a racer that you'd want to pull out. Um, unless you're just kind of going after like an easier, you know, 5k or something like that. But this is definitely a shoe you can rack up a ton of miles on and do almost all of your work in it. You could do some speed work in this. You can do a long run. You can do easy. And that's really what I look for in a trainer. Um, sometimes you'll get a trainer that you want to just only run easy miles in and only do long runs in. But for me, like I do so many different ranges and there's so many people that do so many different ranges of types of running um, that it's nice to be able to have a shoe that you can just lace up and go out with the friends. And if something happens, you can... Whatever you got to do, this this shoe can do it. Right, because there's definitely daily trainers that you wouldn't necessarily want to take out on a two hour run. No, and and that's and that's okay though. And I think that's that's the thing with for me that I've had to figure out is just because someone says it's a daily trainer doesn't mean that it's supposed to be able to fit and cover all the daily training moments. You know, like those shoes you just pulled out, you may not pull those out on a, on a like you said on a super long run or something like that. But they Doing are good tomorrow for, in them, baby. Are you going to do it? What do you, how I many am, miles? Yeah. How many miles? Going two hours tomorrow. Two hours. Okay, man. Well, let me know how, the, how, the, how those hold up. And so the last run before I do my official review, which people basically just heard. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. You basically just heard the official review. But yeah, these are, these are definitely one of those ones that you can do a lot in. And that's just, that's really gratifying to me. I mean, cause it's like, you know, especially when these, when my legs are trash. Cause you know, sometimes in a training block, you just, you need a shoe that you can reach for, you know, this will be a comfortable shoe for me no matter what the day brings. That's super important to me and to so many other people. That's a great point because there's definitely shoes that I have that I really like, but that I wouldn't want to wear like on the hour long easy run the day after workout. Yeah. Like, like some of my favorite racers, you know, like the racing shoes that they're, I, I'll, I would love to race in them for the three hour or whatever hour marathon or whatever it is, but I would not be caught dead 
you know, doing an easy six miles in them just because it's just not what they're for. You know what I mean? So it is nice to have a shoe that you can just throw on and be comfortable. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Well, speaking of that, what a great segue to a shoe that you didn't know that I was going to mention, but that's exactly how I would describe this shoe. It's one that we talked about before, but I just can't help myself. I can't help myself because it is the most one of the most underrated shoes out there. And not because people don't like it. Part of this is the brand's own mix-up. So it's not just like, hey, people slept in the shoe. Everyone got it wrong. No, the company kind of had a... They're a big part of the reason why this shoe is underrated. And we'll talk about that in a second. But it is the Puma Deviate Elite. Oh, This shoe, okay. this racer, is just as light as the latest racers. Okay, I got the A6 Metaspe Sky in my hand right here. First version, Okay. This shoe is incredibly light. It's the same weight as the Vaporfly. This shoe is just as light as those shoes, okay? There's a big difference here, okay? From a race day perspective, look how I can bend this shoe, okay? This is how you would be able to bend like an endorphin speed too, right? Which is a plastic plate in it. Let me just show you the stiffest shoe I've ever worn in my life. The Asics Metaspeed Sky. I can't bend this at all unless I want to break the shoe, all right? You guys are sure that that was the shoelace hitting the microphone. Let me do it again. I can't bend the shoe. And if I do, it's because I just broke the shoe and I don't really feel like doing that. So this Puma Deviate Elite is marketed as a race day shoe. Race day super shoe from Puma is the exact same shoe that Molly Seidel wore in the Olympics. That's how it came to be. That's how it hit the marketplace. What a great way for a shoe brand, right? A hallmark moment. You cannot pick a better way for a shoe to hit the market. You have a beloved athlete, having the highlight of the career in an event that every runner is watching and then everyone turned on the everyone turned off that the, the olympics they went on the puma website and what did they see tommy not that one <laughs> sold out and it had been sold out for months and it's like that shoe this was sold out for six months it was six they were ready for it man months they were not ready at all and hey you, know, you sometimes you can't sometimes you, you it's understandable they probably didn't expect this kind of a wave, but it was shocking how long it took me to get this shoe. I have. This is my fourth Puma shoe. Yeah. I was all in. I couldn't wait for this to get released. It got to the point where I stopped checking. And I was on that website. I'm on their email list. I had stopped checking for this shoe. I got it like three months ago. When did, when was Molly's yeah, Idol in the yeah, Olympics? Yeah, that's, right. yeah those, are, uh, those are the old school right now, man. Right. I mean, like, I got this shoe when they'd come out with, like, the, the next set of super shoes. <laughs> Like the right. Puma Faster came out. I got this shoe a week later. Wow. 
that's how bad they messed up. But that's, the production that's how you know that's a good that's how you know it's a good shoe though, too. Well, I mean, it's it's too bad because this shoe is fantastic. Now, it's not as explosive as the A6 Minutes Peace Sky, the Vaporfly, Vaporfly, and the Audios Pro 2. Okay. Now, it's not just because of the plate, which is a little bit more flexible. Okay. It's kind of similar to the New Balance RC Elite 2, uh, but just the foam itself is softer. Okay. And it's, it is, and I'm not even, this is the craziest part here, is that this is the most comfortable shoe I own. Really? Okay. The Puma DV Elite, a super shoe racer, is the most comfortable shoe that I own. That's okay. fairly incredible. That's fairly incredible. It's it's just I can wear it on any run, any run, right? I've done a twenty mile run in it. I've done speed sessions. I've done threshold work. I've done the day after a speed session in the shoe just to see how it would play. It was totally fine. It was great. The upper again, it's Puma, which means wide footed people should not apply. Okay, they just they don't make wide footed shoes. I have a narrow foot, and I'm not even close to cinching it down all the way. Okay, if you're buying a Puma, understand if you have a new a medium foot or thinner, then you're in a good spot. If it's if it's at all wider than a medium foot, then you're gonna be in some trouble. Okay, so that's just how Puma works, and this shoe is no different. You can see the upper; it's basically a screen door. You can see right through it. Okay, <laughs> um, but. It's not like too flimsy in terms of just the construction of it. There is a little bit of a heel counter, not much. It's kind of like the Atreyu base model. Um, so again, that's a good comparison. A, yeah, it's a super shoe, so it's not going to be super stable. But you get a pretty good amount of rubber here on the bottom. It's not the traditional Puma grip like you'd see on the original Deviate. But you get a little bit of mini lugs. Oh, hit the microphone again there with the shoelace. Uh, hit the little bit of mini lugs on there. But you get this full coverage with a little bit of cutout in the middle that resembles most daily trainers. So it's a durable shoe. It's incredibly comfortable. It's not quite as expensive as some of the other super shoes. It's not quite as explosive. But it's also not as high stacked, which is kind of a good combo here because because it's not quite as explosive, you do get a little bit of ground feel. So you're not completely like getting only squash, okay? You can toe off pretty well. Um, the guys over on Doctors of Running talked about how, like, they love this shoe for a 5K, even though it's not as explosive because it's a little bit lower stack. I think it's, like, 27 in the forefoot. They can still get a good push off on the ground where, like, the Audios Pro 2, which I love Lightstrike Pro foam. That's my favorite foam out there. But that shoe, like, it, it's... It's a 31 stack in the forefoot. It feels like 48 because that foam is so dense. You're just on top of it. This foam isn't quite like that. So you can really get a good grip. You can really push off. It's durable. And it's just so gosh darn comfortable that you want to wear it all the time. And it's like, I can't, I mean, what can you say? There's just not many super shoes like that. No. Well, and you just actually just made me change my, my uh, second underrated because of this shoe. So give me one second. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. So, I'm going to follow along in that in that pattern of possibly the brand. Okay, so I'm just going to speak from my experience and my view of how I was introduced to this shoe. So, I was introduced to this shoe um kind of like secondhand through finding out that they had another this brand has two super shoes. Actually, a few of them do now, but two different super shoes and I thought the uh the the latest one was supposed to be like the better version and it's going to be used by all the pros all the elites and this shoe that i'm about to hold up is the one that actually has been the star of the brand for quite some time now so i'm gonna go with the hoka rocket x 
The Hoka Rocket X. I did not X, see this coming. I did, did not, not see you that. You did not. So the Hoka Rocket X is one of m- the most comfortable shoes that I've put on. Um, it is their super shoe. It does have a plate in it. It is not as as flexible as that as that Deviate Nitro, um, but it is extremely comfortable. Like I've gone to this this shoe on easy runs when I just felt like the legs are just beat up a little bit in the marathon training block, and I just wanted to feel okay. You know, I've reached for these because of the foam under this is so nice and soft. And even with that plate in there, it is just it's just like a, it's a nice smooth ride. It doesn't feel like it's just you know, launching you forward. But once you pick up the pace, if you wanted to, this shoe turns into like almost a different shoe. So on like an easy day, it's just nice plodding along, feels a little bouncy. You can kind of feel the ground a little bit. You do have some control. The stack obviously isn't, this is, looks like a basic, like a normal stack of a, you know, normal running shoe, but it, for some reason, so it kind of lends that that control that you really need just to be able to be a versatile shoe. So I've gone to this for long runs, quick days, tempos, all that stuff. Um, the shoe itself is just, I mean, that, that upper is a little flimsy. Um, but it just kind of, this basically kind of reminds you of any other knit type of upper in a shoe. Um, so you don't really have much issue there. It's extremely comfortable on the inside. There's no, like, I've never had a hot spot in these at all. Uh, and that a lot of times in super shoes, you do get, those moments where you could have some hot spots just because they've either cut some corners to make it a little bit lighter, uh, but somehow they just made the, the, a really good balance with this. And the reason why I said it's underrated um, is because you do, you know, Hoka doesn't doesn't seem like they talk about this shoe very much at all. Um, it's they they put you know second iterations into you know a third now for the Carbon X three and Carbon X two, which just seemed to me to be like. I just don't like them. I've tried and I really wanted to like the shoe because I thought that was going to be like the better shoe. Um, but people keep going back to this one. And you know, in fact, most of the Hoka athletes that are racing marathons and half marathons are wearing the Rocket X. Um, and so and they're actually coming out with a supposedly coming out with a Rocket X too, which actually looks pretty much different from this one. But this so shoe, different. So different. It looks like a super shoe. This one doesn't look like a super shoe at all, really. Like if you just saw someone no, walking down like the street. No, it looks like a tennis shoe. Yeah, it looks like a tennis shoe. But for some reason, somehow with the, with this rocker, I mean, because it does have a decent rocker for the sh- the way that it looks. Like, because normally if it was a a trainer, it would it would kind of flatten out here and it'd be less less you know much less of a rocker here. But with the rocker and the plate, this shoe turns into something so so very cool. Um, the bottom of the shoe, it, you're not gonna take this on a trail race or trail run. It's not much grip when it comes to um you know if if that's what you're looking for, you're probably not gonna run on gravel with this thing. You know, this is really just for straight up road um not in easy to fast or whatever it is it's not going to be much grip there but that also helps keep down the weight of the shoe because if they did have anything more substantial this shoe would just be you know a daily trainer with a plate in it you know um but other than that and if you can get around the fact that it doesn't look like a super shoe which is actually kind of cool for me because i don't feel like i have to go faster i can just get in these shoes go really nice and easy um the 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 bounce on this one if you can kind of see here it's, I'm not really doing a really great job here, but it's actually a nice squishy shoe underfoot. It's not one of those ones where it's like, you feel like you said, like if you're, if you're stacked up high and you feel kind of unstable, this isn't a very stable shoe. And to me, that's what I'm looking for. I wish that some of the super shoes that are out there had a little more stability. Um, if they could somehow manage to figure out what they did here in this next shoe, but make it a little more aggressive, a little poppier, a little quicker going forward, I think the Rocket X2 will probably could easily be the top three 
if they're able to balance between this and something else out there. You know what I mean? But this is definitely a super underrated shoe. I think they're still available on the website. This shoe, you you can do everything in this shoe. No no questions asked, and you'll have fun at every level of the phase with this shoe. Just no trail racing. That's all. Yeah, most of these don't take on trails. <laughs> no, no. Sure. Just, yeah, just don't. And I think that shoe is funny because, like, you think about the Olympic trials, and it's like, Alephine was wearing that shoe. Yeah, every, right? it, no, the nobody Olympics, wears. Molly's wearing this shoe. And, yeah. like, it, neither shoe really gained that strong of a toehold, which is interesting because, like, Hoka's sell, right? Running Warehouse, they put out their stats at the end of 2021, like, the five most popular shoes, like, it was like four of them were Hocus. Yeah. Like they, that brand sells. I'll tell you what hurt that shoe was that, um, and I'm not disregarding the science here. I'm sure that it was, it was a well-conducted study, but there was a super, super shoe study where they had like basically nine, was it eight super shoes and they had one control shoe. The control shoe was the Asics Hyperspeed, which is a you know really nice budget uh, racer. It doesn't have a carbon plate in it, nor does it have super foam in it. Uh, so that was like the control shoe. And in the study, the shoe that you were just bringing up, the Carbon X, like it performed at the level of the hyperspeed. The problem with that is that like it depends on, that's like that was the median grade. So, or the average grade of the users. So it's like, all right, these shoes all work differently for different people, depending on their stride length and, you know, how they're towing off and, you know, all so on and so forth. There's just other factors. So like for some people, this could be a completely different thing. Obviously it works well. Alephine freaking yeah. won the Olympic trials that's in it. And, that's and, the thing. And 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 what was it? Um uh Kellen and Steph Bruce finished inside they, they all finished in the top eleven, all wearing the same shoe. Yeah, for the last however long this shoe's been out, which is probably like a year and a half, almost two years now, right? They've all their athletes, like if you look at it, go back to any, any of the races, any Hoka athlete was was not wearing the carbon X one, two, or three. You know, they were wearing the Rocket X just different colorways. And that's just what you know, and I mean, obviously they have to pick between one or the other, but the fact that they picked the Rocket X and Hoka was isn't just throwing that everywhere and making sure that people know that this is the shoe. Um, you know, maybe it just means they weren't like necessarily happy with, like you said, like the efficiency of the shoe or the or the energy return. Um, it isn't when it wouldn't be a shoe that I would pick. Oh, I wouldn't pick this over like the you know the Asics or the Nikes um, when it comes to race day, uh, but. This still is, you know, if if you if you're a Hoka lover and in you know the the uh, the way that the their shoes are you know fit work for you and you wanted to say like hey I want to step up and get like my first you know carbon plated shoe and you were just a, like your Hoka you know aficionado or whatever grab those shoes because those will be the next step up they may not be as aggressive like I said as you know what's what else is out there which I do hope the the Rocket X two kind of meets and steps up to the field when it comes to like, you know, the efficiency and energy return and all that stuff. But this is still super underrated to the point where if you put these on, people may not even know that they are the Rocket X, which is a sad, sad story. Yeah. And so it's obviously what you're, you want to crush it on race day. Like, of course, who doesn't? But at the same time, like becoming a better runner is what you do in training. If you have shoes that you can wear for a lot of things in training, you have to worry about them. They're durable. You can run them at different paces and they're just super comfy for you. Like then that's how, that's really what matters, right? Is being able to do those sorts of things in training, right? Yeah, and and that's the, and that's the, that's definitely the good thing. It's like you know, you it, some of these shoes, even though we spend good money on them to have them, 
they benefit you so much more sometimes in that 16 weeks to keep you fresh and keep you out there than really that return on that like race day. You want to get to race day healthy. So sometimes you may have to just say like, hey, I'll buy these because they're comfortable. This is what they do. They keep me out there. They keep me fresh. And hopefully you get to the you know start line as healthy and fresh as possible. Absolutely. All right. We've talk, we're talking a lot of Asics today. You already brought up a sh- Asics shoe. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Metas, the Meta Speed Sky in a little bit. We're going to talk about another Asics shoe right now, but they're not going to be that happy about it because this is my overrated shoe. And for me, it is a no-brainer. I shouldn't say no-brainer. Oh, actually, no. before we get into it, what, what shoe were you going to pick? Because you changed at the last minute. Well, it's kind of newer, so... But I just don't feel like enough people are talking about it. The on Cloud Monster. Like, I think it's like hot, oh. but I don't think people are talking about it in the way that they should. Because I think I think the on Cloud Monster is top two or top three daily trainers in the market right now. Oh, wow. Like, I've picked it over the... And you know, you know I love the Nova Blast 2. You know I love the Nova Blast 2. I've reached for that shoot, the on Cloud Monster, more than I have the Nova Blast lately. Well, there you go. And I've tried ons. I've, I've given them a, okay. a good shot and I have no, not liked No, them. no, no. If you don't like it, this is not like the other, any of the other ons. But for, like, I don't know what they did differently. I mean, I think it used to be easier to find out, but this is a total different shoe than the Stratus and the other ones. It's just, it feels more like the Nova Blast 2. All right. I like it. I actually saw someone t- this, this past weekend at a race that was wearing it. And I asked her, I'm like, what do you think? She goes, I love them. I absolutely love them. They're, they're not ons. They're not even, there's no, it's not even the same shoe. That's fine. You'd like them. I think you'd like them. I, I, I definitely, they're on the list. They're, they're on they're, the list. They're expensive. So it's like you have to pause yeah, yeah, before you yeah. press the purchase button. Um, so we're going to get into A6. So the A6 Nimbus line. You just showed us the A6 Nimbus Lite 3. Mm-hmm. Thing looks great, and I almost bought that shoe. Instead, I bought this shoe, which I am not that excited about. So, the Asics Nimbus Twenty Three was a shoe, doesn't, and that's not my pick. This was came out a couple years ago, and it was what just a really popular Asics shoe. It was like in Dick's Sporting Goods. I'd always like pop into Dick's to get all the different things, and I kept trying it on, and I really I liked so much about it. The cushioning was great. The upper felt awesome. It's just the forefoot, because I have these little stubby little toes in the front. <laughs> um, it was just too, it was too voluminous. I'm like, it's just, it just didn't quite fit my forefoot. Well, um, Asics is like that for me sometimes, but not others. Uh, the, the first evil ride was kind of the same way for me. And, um, so I ended up not getting it. I'm like, if they could just cinch down the upper a little bit, I love this shoe. So Nimbus 24 comes out. I start seeing the, some positive buzz about it. I see the upper looks like, wow, like, it's definitely not as voluminous as the last one. I can't wait to buy the shoe. And I bought it on pre-order. I couldn't wait. Let me show you this puppy. Here it is. Asics Nimbus 24. It's not a bad looking shoe. It's not know? a bad looking shoe. It's got a little seaweed look to it if you look real close. <laughs> but you know what? Like here in the forefoot. Yeah, I got it. You know what? It, it, the, the upper really reminded me of the, um, of the New Balance. 1080 v12 yep yep yep. okay that that stretch that stretch mesh material okay it's really form-fitting i'll put my foot in it it has that stretch tongue that they've Mm -hmm. been doing with a couple of different shoes you can see me pulling on it here yeah that's in the end the light threes yep same same tongue yeah it's it's awkward at first you got to get used to it but once you like once you realize that like you can't play with it like a normal tongue it fits really well this is the most comfortable step-in shoe i've ever worn like this shoe, I thought, 
was going to be an absolute banger. I put my foot in it. I stood up. I walked around the house. I was like, holy cow. This is it. This shoe is great. So Nimbus, and this is what we want to talk about before, is what's the point of the Nimbus line? It's really simple. It's high-level cushioning, not max, but high-level cushioning with a hint of stability that should be able to last you a, a very, very long time. Super durable, hint of stability, really, really good cushioning, okay? And that's exactly what I was hoping for. And at first glance, that's exactly what you got. You got the, this was for me the first time I'd ever had Flight Foam Blast Plus. I never had that before. You see a little stability element here uh, on the medial side. This little bracket here kind of goes through the shoe. It's not super twisty. Okay, in the forefoot you can twist, but the midfoot you really can't move it, which is really good for a lot of people. But like a lot of Asics shoes are really firm heel counter and a step and feel. Oh my God, it was great. So I go for my first jog, whatever, you're just doing your thing. And I had seen Kafuzi's episode with this. And he said, the gel pocket in the front is kind of bothering my foot, but I really like the shoe. That's what he said. And I'm, I, was, I was confused because I had seen the layout of the shoe on Asics website. There is no gel pod in the front of the shoe. So I was like, I wonder what that's all about. So I'm going on my run, four miles, super easy. And all of a sudden, I'm noticing in my foot, the ball of my foot is kind of hitting. It's like something's going on. And I'm like, what is it? And I'm like, all of a sudden, I can feel, and the people who aren't watching this, there's these, these um, rubber flex grooves for the outsole. It, it's a great way of minimizing outsole rubber. They're really thick but they just kind of go across from medial to lateral and like in a striped motion, I could feel them under my foot. I'm like, that's strange. They must have too much upper here. If they had just done a big slab of rubber, maybe I wouldn't feel these grooves. Maybe it's just like, at first of those, the design of the rubber was what I was feeling. The more I ran in the shoe, I did a speed workout in the shoe. I put 50 miles. I, no, I have now put almost 50 miles in the shoe. I did a review of the shoe before I hit 50 because I didn't need to learn anymore. What happened was this Flight Foam Blast Plus is so soft. Okay, you can see me push on it right here. It is so soft that my foot was just going right through it. And I am not a big heavy guy. It's not like, hey, this isn't built for you kind of deal. This should not be a problem. Okay, I was going right through this midsole and this was on a colder day. I got this in the early spring. Okay, this is oh, not wow, like hot really? day, yeah. EVA is lightning out or whatever. All of a sudden, I'm going through this shoe and I'm just slamming my foot. This turn, this shoe, this sixty, $160 high level cushioning shoe that's supposed to last me 500 miles has now turned into essentially a minimalistic shoe for me. <laughs> Barefoot shoe, maybe yeah. even because yeah, I'm yeah. hitting the ground. And it's such a waste. Flight Foam Blast Plus is so soft. And in my review of this shoe before, I what I said was, hey, Flight Foam Blast Plus is obviously a really good foam, but you either have to get a monster stack of it, like in the Nike Invincible, or you have to make it a dual foam thing where it's the top layer and then you have a bottom layer below it. And that's exactly what they've done in some, previous, in, in some, in some shoes that are coming out recently. Not because I said anything. They're playing these shoes three years in advance. But... I can see why that works well for certain shoes. Having that top layer, I think the Glide Ride 3 has a top layer, Flight Foam Blast Plus, and then a Flight Foam underneath it, which probably works very similar to the Hoka Mach 5, um, Mach 4, or the Mach 5 too, because that's going to be coming out soon. But ultimately, this shoe, $160, could have been so good if they had just either raised the stack in the forefoot or just gone with the Flight Foam Blast. If they're going to stick to this stack, 
and they say we want it to be a 3526, then just use a Flight Phone Blast that's in the Nova Blast. It would have been totally fine. They used it in the Cumulus 24, which turns out to be basically it's supposed to be like the JV version of this shoe. It's not. It's basically the opposite now. And, and um, I'll tell you what, it made me nervous to buy some some Asics shoes because I had such high hopes for this and I couldn't believe they messed it up so poorly. Um, it was almost like they didn't test it. Same shoe, Flight Foam. Flight Foam, not Flight Foam Blast Plus. This, just this flight, is foam. The flight This Flight Foam. That's like the eco-friendly Flight Foam, right? Yes, it like is. The recyclable one? Yep, 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 yep. And he's and people who are listening, he was just showing us again the Nimbus Light 3, the one I yeah, should have purchased. That's the, that's the one the difference. that I actually yeah. had in the cart, pressed pre-order, went in again, canceled it, and got this shoe instead. And I, mean, I regret it. The upper on that shoe is pretty much the same. It still has it has that same kind of flexy, you know, tongue. The the fit of it is the step in is amazing. Um, but the only difference was is that flight foam plus versus the flight foam because it just it's just you're you're able to run in it. You're able to put some miles on it. You're not, you're not. I, I didn't really feel that squish straight through it like you did, but it wasn't enough there for me to. I, I just didn't. It just didn't jive really well. I actually heard somebody say before that they had a weird numb feeling in their foot. In I the, believe uh, it. In the twenty, I believe it. If you're a heel striker, yeah, this might work for you. This shoe, absolutely, because there are 100%. a lot of positives. That's actually that's actually good. But um, I think if you're a striker, it's still it's still mostly flight foam blast plus. So I don't still think it could cause some elements. But as a midfoot forefoot striker, mm-hmm. forget it. I mean, I was done with the speed session, and it was like, oh my god, get no these way. shoes off of me. I like I just didn't even do the cool down. It's like I'm yeah. out. I'm out. See you later. <laughs> See ya. Bye. <laughs> um. So are you you are you done? I'm trashing done. Uh, I'm done. I'm done with that shoe forever. I'm not gonna talk about one. that shoe ever again. I guarantee that I'm going to lose followers with this next shoe, though. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Oh. It's, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to lose followers with this one. Um, but I'll tell you why. And this is, you know, this shoe is probably did what it's supposed to do. Um, you know, it's meant for one thing and it probably does that for a lot of people, but I'm just going to go on personal experience right now. And I'm also going to talk about the price point of these shoes, right? All right. So I'm going to hold up the Nike Invincibles. I, oh, I was this close to picking that shoe. Overrated. I was yes. this close. Nike. I had it in my hand. <laughs> Nike Invincibles. Number one, this costs just almost as much as some of the super shoes out there. You know? And so the reason why that I think that this is overrated shoe is because I really liked the the Nike um no, I can't even think of the first of the first uh not the Invincibles, but the the last ones right before this that were supposed to help you. Infinity. I loved I loved the Nike Infinity. I liked the fact that it felt like a running shoe. It did feel more supported. It was a lot of uh, a lot of correction in there to make sure that you didn't you know hurt yourself and all that good stuff. But once you started running in those shoes, they kind of fit your foot. They kind of they rolled well. It felt like an athletic shoe. You could get rolling in it. You could do a little speed work in there if you wanted to. But it really was for those long those long miles, rack up miles like crazy, which a lot of people are doing in these too. 
But the reason why I feel like these are overrated is because it feels like you put, like if I went to the if I went to like um like a boating shop and then tried to put my foot in a boat, I feel like this is exactly what it would feel like. This shoe feels it doesn't is it doesn't feel like it's part of your foot ever to me. Ever I try I tried to run in it and I feel like a lot of people that like this shoe are really going for the purpose of it because it is a very high stack shoe. It does absorb a lot of the the the, the beating that I guess your legs would take. So for function, I'm sure that it works out for many people because I know somebody personally that put like 400 plus miles on these. So that's great. But what I'm saying is, for the <laughs> I just feel like it. This has so much going on. There's a there's a ton of rubber under here. Some nice grip, I guess. But I tried to run in these, Matt. I just couldn't figure out like why it felt like it. It's not even meant for running. I felt like they just like did a dad shoe vibe. And then just said, hey, these cost more money because they're going to keep you protected. And I just couldn't vibe with it at all. I couldn't do it. At no point. I put my foot in the shoe and I was like, eh, these are weird. These don't feel like a running shoe. And I tried to run in them. I think I might have put 30-something miles on them and haven't worn them in since they came out. You know what I was hoping for when I put on that shoe is that I remember trying on the Asics Nova Blast first version. Mm -hmm. That's what you're hoping for with this? So I tried them on at Dick's, and I don't get a ton of shoes at Dick's, but like, there's not a lot of places to try on shoes. So like, yeah, they yeah. did have them there, and they're like, and this was before it got a lot of buzz. I'm like, oh, I want to try this shoe, and I remember putting it on, and being like, these, these are just, I'm bouncing all over the place. They're so unstable. I didn't buy them, but I just couldn't get, I couldn't stop thinking about them. I'm like, what if I broke them in? How would they feel? And they turned out to be fantastic. And I was like, with those shoes, I was like, I don't like them, but like, I'd already purchased them at that point, so I'm just walking around the house in them. And I'm like, I don't like them right now, but maybe I just, I'm even just being too quick to judge. Tommy, I couldn't figure out a way to, to like, run in them. To, I kept messing with my stride to fix, yeah. to fit the shoe. Yeah, that's so, yeah. And that's what I did with the, when the, uh, when the, uh, the first iteration came out, not the Invincibles, but I keep forgetting the name, the, um, the Infinity. Was, the Infinity. When I first wore the Infinities, the first run, I was like, eh. These are different because they did have some correction in it, and I'm not used to that. So I was like, but I wanted to like them, so I kept running. And third run in, like, this this is my favorite shoe in the world. And this, I tried to do that with these because I really wanted to. I mean, I like the concept. I like the I like the stack. I like, you know, the thought of taking. And that's probably why where I could, went wrong, too, because I got sold on the concept of, you know, this is more like, say, if you threw on a Vaporfly, but for training, you know, without the plate in the same Zoom X foam. And I was, I bought into it. I bought the shoe and it just never felt like a running shoe to me. And I just couldn't figure out how to run in them, you know, in, in somewhere even natural to me. And I, I do believe that all running shoes have a different, you know, strike to them. You do have to kind of feel in, you know, w- when you put on a certain shoe, you do have to feel where like you're supposed to land in this shoe. But I could not find that in these. I felt like they were clunky. I felt like they were heavy. They are heavy. I felt like. I just felt like I just couldn't do what I wanted to do in them, which was just run easy. And I'm not trying to do speed workout in these. It just wasn't the vibe for me. And forgive me, Nike people, but <laughs> this and, and everybody that wears them and puts tons of miles on them. I feel like they just did it because they spent the money on it and they believed the hype and they just had to. But I just couldn't get past it. And then I also was comparing it at the time is when I first like fell in love with Nova Blast 2. So I would have been reaching past my Nova Blast 2 to grab this shoe. Right. And I did it two for or no three reason. times. There's no run that would be better for. I did it two or three times, and I was like, never again. And the laces are super short, which is odd and for a running so shoe. And so thick. You could climb it's, a mountain 
they, they like, don't the, come you, then though. But <laughs> it's like I don't understand it. Like if you were gonna if you were falling off a mountain, you could whip these whip the laces out, lasso it around a thing, and you could save somebody with these or yourself. If you take those laces and you wrap them around the back of the Hoka Supersonic, you could pull a freaking truck. Oh, because they have that I weird tab. I see the Hoka Supersonics behind <laughs> yeah. your behind your right shoulder. They're they're right there in the the biggest heel clip in the world. Yeah. Just in case you need to put all four fingers into the heel clip to yank them up on your foot, but yeah, sorry Nike people, but the Nike Invincible, um, I just if I hope if they do come out with another version of this, I hope they do. That it's, it just came out. Is it look the same? The 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 midsole and the in the outsole are exactly the same. The upper is different. All right. Well, I'm done with that. But it's I'm not, not. Yeah. Not gonna so, do it. I I do have a theory about that shoe. I do think for midfoot four foot strikers. First of all, it's like it's already a 10 millimeter offset and it's so like responsive and it just, you know, it's, it's really, it's a Zoom X, so it's super cushiony. It's really response. So it's almost like a, a heel drop of like 12 to 13 if you're a four foot striker. And it's just so like, you feel like you're running in like high heels. I do wonder if you're a heel striker, if this shoe plays completely different. Well, no, the guy, so the guy, one of the guys that I know put a lot of miles in his shoe, he is an extreme four foot striker. What? So I could, but he does, he has a, he has a very quick stride. I mean, a, you know, quick cadence. So maybe he's, it's, cause when I take, I pick my foot off the ground, you know, like I do like more of a circle motion. He kind of does more of a lower, you know, a higher cadence, but a low, like a lower carry. Um, and maybe that works a little bit different, but to move those things around, I felt like he was moving, maneuvering a lot of shoe. And it, and I need a shoe that feels, especially if I'm going to be putting 400 miles on a shoe, I need it to feel like an intuitive shoe. I need it to feel like it's part of my leg and foot. Like that's why I love the Nova Blast Two so much, is because it feels once you put it on and once you get rolling in it, it feels like it's it's very intuitive. It feels natural. And I've heard I've heard heel strikers, midfoot, forefoot, all say the same thing. It just feels like it's a, it's right, you know. And that's what if you're gonna put out a shoe that's gonna say it's gonna it's gonna go the distance for me, and I'm gonna pay what is it, one eighty or two hundred or whatever yeah, those are, one eighty, one eighty for for a training shoe. If you're gonna tell me that, and I'm gonna I'm supposed to run in it for how for forever, it should feel it shouldn't feel like like some, like I put on two pairs of shoes, you know, like one inside the other. <laughs> So just to describe that, just shove in like a, a, a Skechers inside of ASIC and run a shoe. That's that's what the Invincible is to me. Sorry, people. Yes, it, it sucks. I, I did not like it at all. And especially when you like think about it, like, all right, like if you're going to have a shoe that's over 10 and a half ounces, like it needs to be the most comfortable shoe you own. Like it just has to be like, wow, what yeah. a pleasure to put this shoe on because you're sacrificing so many other things. Yeah, and it has to it has to be like symmetrically and balanced and in line for you to like to move that weight well, you know. Right, and, and it's it such just a isn't. wide <laughs> forefoot too. It's the forefoot is so wide, and it's you look down, you're like, what is this? And I'm sure it's from a stability perspective because of all the Zoom X without the plate, like they need to do these things. But you're like, if you yeah, need if it was to any do more all narrow, these things, if you need yeah. to do all these corrective things just to make the shoe work, that means it's not working. But I mean, and I just feel weird because it works. It seems like it works for so many people, but I just don't see, you know, why. I think it's just because they, I'm just saying, I think they like the height. Fake news. It's fake news. I'm looking at you, Ben Johnson. I don't know if you're watching this. I know you like this shoe and I don't understand it. You're a four foot striker too and you like this shoe. But Ben Johnson is a Nike. He likes Nike. He's a Nike guy, you know? 
Um, he does, but he likes so much. He likes every shoe. He likes, no, no, he's he likes all shoes. But I think, I mean, he's a Nike guy for sure. Like he likes the Nikes, and I feel like he's going to give it a pass. Well, I'm giving it a pass. I did, I did watch Ed Bud's review of the Invincible Two today. Oh, and he he definitely liked the upper. He didn't. He hated hated the first version's upper. He absolutely yeah maybe it's roasted it as much yeah. as I don't like any any part of that shoe. He actually, it actually did work for him. He's a heel striker, but he hated the upper so much. So he actually liked the second version better. Um, let's talk about these suckers. The Metaspeed Sky. I'm holding up the first version, which took the world by storm. Unlike some of the other super shoes we've already mentioned tonight that were unable to um, work around their hype and really take advantage of it. These suckers took the world by storm. Are Some of the best looking colorways of any of the super shoes. My God. I mean, the Viper Flies, they've been out for the longest. So they have a million colorways at this point. They've only had like three or four colorways for Asics Metaspeed Sky. They were all good, except for that weird German colorway that came out. It looked like it was a mud color on top and a red on the bottom. Have you seen this? No. The, a guy wore them last weekend. He it was like a special the, edition? I don't know, but he set, he broke, I think it was he broke seven hours or was it eight hours? Oh, eight oh, hours. That, That's what yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was, was like, like a special. It was like the yeah, book yeah. eight hours in the Ironman triathlon, which is yeah. insane. But he wore this, but he wore them in the brown and red. And um, I think that was the second, the second shoe. Either way, the colorway, yeah. except for that colorway, all the other colorways look yeah. great. I love my little <laughs> colorway here. Um, but you have the updated version, and I can't wait to hear you talk about it because you loved this shoe. You loved yes. the first version. Yes. I'm going to grab the first version as well. So this is the Metaspeed Sky Plus. Um, this is the second shoe to the Metaspeed Sky, not plus. Um, look at that so, version. Look at these colorways. Yeah. Look, at, look at those three colorways are just, we're holding up. The colorways, colorways are just great. Yeah, they they've done a really good job, um, and I feel like this is where they're like where their where their sports style division and the vibe of like you know like because they've just been classic sports style in in lifestyle shoes for a long time. They've done colorways really well for a very long time, and I feel like they kind of let that bleed into these super shoes. But so these are the Metaspeed Sky Plus. I absolutely loved the first version of it, and so what I'm just gonna t- take you through my first run, right? I put the shoes on, take them out the box, put the shoes on, immediately step my foot in the shoe standing up, and I I can feel that it's a softer feel under the foot, in which which the first shoe, like you said, it's really rigid. This one is still pretty rigid, but better. It's definitely oh, yeah, a little bit better. That. That's actually bending. Yeah, they've actually they actually moved the plate up in the in the uh in the in the uh, midsole. So it allows for it to be a little more a little more flexible and a little bouncier under the foot. Um, the foam in the in the other ones is the same exact foam, I believe, the FF Turbo. But with that plate higher, it allows for when you step down, it allows for it not to be so firm and just like poppy off the ground. Yeah, um, let, me, so let me just expand on that point because I want to yeah, hop yeah. in here because like I have the first version I'm holding up. You can feel the plate like it's right next to the rubber. And I loved this shoe, but the more I wore it, my foot would fall asleep wearing this shoe. Once I went past mile 10, because it was so slappy and so firm that I couldn't wear it after 90 minutes. Hey, Matt, can you can you do this with with those? Oh, not, I, yeah, I, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't even come close to doing that. I can't, yeah, if yeah. you push in, if you push yeah. in from the bottom, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, that almost it's just the top. pushes in like an alpha fly would from the both bottom. sides. Yeah, almost both sides. Yeah, so like you feel it underfoot. Um, so it's more comfortable underfoot. They've uh, actually kind of enlisted like that new, um, this uh, kind of rigid. You saw them in the, 
in the in the in the Vaporfly two this uh this new shoelace that has a, it's a little bit little better for like lockdown because I do I do think that the first ones kind of lacked in the lockdown area because a lot of people were having like issues with their toes jamming up and all that and that could have been a size thing but then also it does you know lockdown plays a big role in that I will and, say I did I did take the shoelaces off of the Asics off the Puma Liberty and you put. Okay, yeah, because the the other they, laces they some were really crappy cotton oh, laces. Yeah, and they were really long too. So like, long, you had to I had to tuck them in. You, yeah, you, you, tie them a bunch of times. Remember, like yeah. like everyone plays played soccer as a youth. You yeah. have to like tie the laces tie the shoe underneath the shoe. Your, yeah. yeah, or around. That's what the I had angle. to do yeah, with yeah, the Minnesota yeah. Sky laces. <laughs> um, but so they they they've definitely fixed that, and it's it's they're still a little long, but they it works out because just they're just. They, the lockdown is really good on these, and it has those little ridges, so it, it helps with that. Um, so it's obviously in a more, much more comfortable shoe. The back of the shoe, the heel counter, is exactly the same as the other one. They didn't change anything from like the heel back. Everything is pretty much exactly the same. The the rubber on the bottom of the shoe, if you can see the difference, the 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 little holes here are a little bit bigger. So this one for so so far for me is you know how loud the MetaSpeed Sky One is. You know, on the, when that, that ground contact, this is, is a more quiet shoe. It probably has something to do with where the plate is in, in the in the midsole. But then also these holes are just a little bit bigger, so it probably allows air to escape a little little differently than this first version. Um, so these are absolutely to me. Uh, and then you could actually see. I wouldn't say that the MetaSpeed Sky One was unstable, but they've added more foam to the outsides here because before you can't even see. I mean, you can kind of see that you can barely see the the out the midsole from the top yeah not really on the lateral side more on the yeah, medial so side they, so they flared they, they definitely flared them out uh there's more to be there's more to be to be stepped on here in the forefoot like i said the from midfoot back it's the same exact shoe pretty much but they've added a lot of um really good features to this to this uh this forefoot to to midfoot um so i think that this shoe is after an easy run, I did three miles easy run in these, and I knew immediately that it's a better shoe, much more comfortable. I did not have that that toe jamming issue because a lot like for the first ones, I'd have to tie the right my right shoe a little differently or wear like a toe cap just because it was just for some reason one of my toes would always end up being a little sore on those. Uh, they fixed that because I don't have to do these in these. I just did a workout today in them, um, six like six miles at tempo. So first workout in a while. I was excited to see that for you. First workout in a while. Uh, first workout in a while, and this is the shoe I, I used and had no issues with the toes because that's a big problem. You know, like you know, if, if you're if you're no matter how much I like the a shoe and how fast it feels and how cool it feels, if you're having toe issues in you know in a long run of twelve miles or thirteen miles, you can't even think about doing a marathon without like doing all these extra things just to make sure you're okay. So they've, however they did it, they I think they even, they might've changed the way this toe box feels and looks and is structured. So you don't really have that issue. Um, so that is a big plus. And I actually was running in this shoe and thinking like, I didn't know that I didn't like the first one until I put these on. I mean, cause they, they, <laughs> they, they I bought this shoe because of you. You're like, you, you like to get though, this right? shoe. Yeah. And so now you need to get this one because this is I mean, the little the little issues that you those shoes are so good that you will over to me that that, that you'll overlook a couple of things like yeah, you'll overlook the shoe you'll overlook the shoelaces you'll overlook how how firm the shoe feels you'll overlook how loud it is you know but when I ran in these I'm like oh okay well they've 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 handled the issues and so much so where I just 
it's it's a little too early, obviously, but I can't wait till like the third version of it because you know that they're already they're already working on it. it's probably already done or something like that or really close to it. But for them to make the small subtle changes that really matter, hats off to Asics for doing that. I love this shoe, and I think that you'll see that a lot of the uh, the, the pro athletes out there are probably going to throw out some crazy times in these too because they are just as poppy. They're bouncier, so you do feel better in the run. It's not really slappy. You do feel more. Um, if you have to compare, you do feel more like uh, like a like a Vaporfly. Not as soft as a Vaporfly at all. Still, so it's not it's not gonna switch up that much. But it's just soft. It's softer, so it feels a little more smooth and less like aggressive. And you don't feel like you have to be chopping away the whole time. You can really get a nice, easy stride in these. And I feel like they just did a really great job. Um, and they they did the toe off a little bit. So it's pretty much the same shoe. They just fixed a bunch of little, small, subtle changes that feel amazing on the foot. And I'm thankful so much for this. So, Well, I'll tell you, the centimeter of foam underneath the plate, between the plate and the midsole, plate and the outsole, is a huge change and something that I'm really excited to, to, to give it a try. It reminds me, I think, I'm trying to think of the other two shoes that have that kind of geometry where the plate really doesn't dip down a whole lot into the forefoot, you know? And the two that I could think of were the uh, the Brooks Hyperion Elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That one's pretty, Not it's not dead straight, but it only has a little bit of a mini dip, but it really kind of sits in the midfoot. No, it kind of sits midway in the foam. And then the other one is the Alpha Fly. I mean, you can see the, 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 the pods underneath the forefoot, and it really does stay kind of, again, a centimeter to maybe, you know, 12 to 13 millimeters from the outsole and so if and if you and lately i've been seeing a bunch of comparisons too because like you know they've got the metaspeed sky plus and just like last version they have the edge as well so there's an edge plus as well um so people are like what's the difference and you know a six kind of did like this weird like cadence versus stride thing and i don't really understand it and you can there's like an equation or a calculator you can throw in your cadence at certain speeds and it gets real tech you know technical and stuff like that but so people are doing this comparison of, you know, these shoes versus Nike's two lines. So Nike has the Alpha Fly and the Vaporfly. And so when it comes to the way that the, the drop works, this is a lower drop. Um, and the, the, like you said, that, that plate is more like a straight, not a straight line, but it's just, it's less curved and it's less aggressively, you know, it's less steep into the, into the forefoot. Um, so. The, this would compare to the Alpha Fly, the way that it's, that it's made, the drop and all that stuff. And then the edge is much more in, in line with the Vaporfly because it has a more aggressive drop. Uh, and and the, the, the plate actually goes with that drop as well. So if you really like the, the Vaporfly, that's probably a good one. So I'm excited to try the edge eventually. Um, but if you had to compare like what these shoes would feel like a little bit, this is probably an Alpha Fly without that weird... Um, <laughs> air pocket thingy or like the bubble or whatever. For me, the problem with the Alpha Fly was the arch. I couldn't get over it. Oh, the, I got the, over the it. I got over construction. It. I just couldn't get around. Yeah, it. I thought I couldn't, but I got like I ran. I ran twice in them. I think one sixteen mile and like one fourteen, and I got over it pretty quick. I, it's not as weird as I thought it was going to be, but I I did. You can feel to me. You can feel that um that pocket that air pocket or whatever you call that, and it just I just didn't. I just didn't like it. All right. You mentioned the the Metaspeed Edge Plus and how it now, from a stats perspective, really resembles the Vaporfly in terms of the, the arch of the, the plate, the offset, the weight, 
the stack height, it all is remarkably similar. It's also really similar to another shoe that I want to bring up. Hold on, I think I have it right here. Oh, the Me6 Men of Speed in the Sky is back. <laughs> is the, is the stats are exactly the yeah. same yeah. as the Asics. There's the first Asics Men of Speed Sky. So here's my question to all the people who are reviewing both of these shoes. I think it's great that you're comparing the Sky to the Edge. Which one should you get? Makes all the sense in the world. Thank you. I want to see a review of comparing the Edge Plus to the original Sky because the stats are exactly the same. The slope of the carbon of the plate looks exactly the same. Are they in fact pretty much the same shoe? Is the Masics Edge Plus well basically the first version of the MetaSpeed Sky Magic? Edge. Because I mean, magic and MetaSpeed Sky. I don't want to put the it's magic. Too many, in there. I'm just, too many. I'm just making well, up that's, shoes now. That's no, that's the magic speed because they got the yeah. magic speed too. Yeah. So, so anyway, the Edge Plus and the MetaSpeed Sky, they look to be remarkably similar. And I just wonder if that's what they did. That basically they took the MetaSpeed Sky because yeah, they had to bulk it up a little bit. They and, made it the Edge, yeah. Yeah. and then they created a only they really only created one new shoe. Yeah, the Edge Plus, and they basically just made this puppy into the Edge. I got to get my hands on the Edge because if they, you know, because if if that's if that's true, and they're in the the new Edge is very similar to like the Vaporfly, and it does have that difference where the foam is in it, the firmness. I might like the Edge better than the Sky. Now, right? I think that a big difference if I compare the the Metas. Can, the, 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 the names gonna are messing me it's up. It's going to be tough, man. The MetaSpeed Sky. Just go Sky the, or The edge. first one. The first <laughs> yeah. one, which I think yeah. is now the Edge Plus. Okay. The, the big difference between this shoe, the Sky, the first Sky, and the Vaporfly, the biggest issue for me is this. The um, obviously the foams are different, but they're both awesome. It's just the stiffness of the of the of, of the, the of the, of the plate, first one, right? Yeah. The Vaporfly is not nearly as flexible as I'm going to bring up the Puma Deviate Elite again. You can see yeah. the flex here. That's yeah. about as flexible as you're going to get from a super shoe. It's not this, but it's closer to the Puma than it is to the Asics from a flexibility perspective. And I think that was a big difference between the two for me. It's why I ultimately ended up liking the Vaporfly more than because the Metaspeed little, Sky yeah. was that little bit of flexibility, which I really did like. Um, so I wonder if how the Edge plus looks in that department and i haven't seen i've read i've watched all the reviews i haven't seen someone take the edge plus and bend it on screen and kind of talk about how it bends compared to the previous version and some of the other shoes that it's competing against and yeah and that in that new bend in the sky from from the one that you had is just that little subtle bend makes it a little closer to something that you really can feel for a longer distance. I mean, I think like the, that firmness for like a 5k or 10k, I mean, I think that that's fine. You know, like it's, 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 it's actually desirable for 5k. Yeah, it's, like, it's, I, it's I just kind of get after that for it. 5K. But then like for, for, for something like for a long, for like a half marathon or a full marathon or even more, whatever you got to do out there. I think that that extra give that extra, that, that the, the difference in where the, where the, uh, where the plate is and that extra foam and that bend, I feel like that's really what you need to feel comfortable for the long run and still get the results that the, you know, the efficiency and the energy return and all that stuff. You can't just throw away comfort completely 
to get faster because you still have to run 26.2 miles. Also, you're not going to run very fast if you're like, I can't wear these shoes anymore. Just, just, yeah, yeah. Just you put some Novocaine in those in those feet. You'll be fine. Trust me. Just keep going. Where's the Novocaine pocket in this shoe? Yeah, where is the Novocaine? The little pouch. Just pull your Novocaine out. It's it's a a fuel injected Novocaine pump. It's like the it's like the Reebok pumps. The Reebok pumps. You just you're good. Slow release Novocaine drip. Slow release. But (laughs) no, the tongue the tongue isn't long enough. You might have to go with the David Robinson pumps. You know they had the pump on the side of the David Robinsons. That is ridiculous that you remember that. That's funny. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I had those shoes. I actually had all the shoes. I had every single pump shoe, no matter the brand. I want. I wish I could just find some unused or unworn old pumps and just put them up somewhere. Put them in like a glass case. Yeah, those exactly. those are those are legendary shoes. That's what you should do, right? Just like just like uh, just like James does with like his first shoe that mm. he ever reviewed. Yeah, yeah right? right he has it in a nice glass box. You can do that with that shoe, and then um, what's it? I'm never gonna forget. I remember. You remember there was a cross trainer back in the day. Asics put it out, and they. It was they, they talked about how like they had like these like like I don't even know what they were, but in the heel they had like these energy return like little like strips. Mm-hmm. The bottom of the heel, you can see you can see them. There's like a little window, you can see them, they're great. And then they came out with like a like like a, the JV version of that shoe. They said like it's in there, don't worry, but you just couldn't see it. But they had this little like thing, little knob sticking out of the back. Like, see, see, right here. It's right here. It's kind of sticking out, but it's it goes all the way in. You're you're good. I had the shoes. I was pumped. Let's do it. I'm like fourth grade. Anyway, I'm like out at recess, and I did something, and it kind of kicked the back of my heel, and the freaking thing just comes flying out. It was just this little knob. It was this big. It was a complete uh. joke. They fooled me. Asics. I didn't hold that against you. Um, actually, no. I, I no longer hold. No, no, no. You don't. You don't hold that against them. But you now hold the twenty-four. The I hold this against you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you know what? I I would have bought the Cumulus twenty-four by now if it wasn't for this shoe. I would have owned it. I would have put out a review because I loved the Cumulus twenty-two. I loved it. But the Cumulus doesn't have the FF Blast Plus. No, it has. Though, right? But it does have. It does have. The, it doesn't have the Blast Plus, but it has the Blast. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So that, but that's the stuff I like. Oh yeah. But then, so that the plus is the softer, ver- softest of them all. Right. So it's like if you have the Hokamok 4, you have the upper version of mm-hmm. the midsole, mm-hmm. right? And you know, it's that really, really soft stuff. Yeah. Of the, and then it's like, the, then you have the rubberized EVA underneath. That's, that's what they need to do with the Flight Phone Plus Plus. And then that's what they did in the Glide Ride 3. And everyone loves the Glide Ride 3. So there you go. Yeah, um, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Anyway, for me, remember, you want some good shoes. Skechers Ride 10, Puma Deviate Elite. These puppies go fast. They can do everything. They're light and they're just so gosh darn comfortable. I like that. I like that we both we both came super shoe and normal shoe. And these both, they're super versatile. Get after it. Hoka Rocket X and the not so bad Gel Nimbus Light 3. There you go. So if you're going to Nimbus, make sure you get the right one. Get the Light 3. Skip on the 20. Light three. Four. All right. And you're helping the environment. There you go. And you can move the environment. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of skip, we are now hitting the 70-minute mark on the podcast. So we're going to skip Vegan Corner today. We got to get going. My Body and Soul, we are here for you. Thank you so much for watching. We're going to put all these up on YouTube, not just on the podcast, but go over to the podcast to check out other episodes of Rambling Runner. What? I'm not the only one with the podcast here. Tommy, where can they go check out your show? Oh, check out the Run, Eat, Sleep Show podcast and check me out on Instagram at Tommy Runs. There we go. 
Thank you, everybody. This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of InPost Media. Thank you to Meta P for the music. His song, Righteous Path, featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang. Enterprising in my surroundings, I'm finding the quietest estates these days. This representation of storm brewing, amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry I got.